I always look forward to this time of the week because we get to visit with our friend Jamie Court. C-O-U-R-T is the spelling. Jamie Court is the president of Consumer Watchdog. And if you don't know Consumer Watchdog, find them online, consumerwatchdog.org. And if you do know Consumer Watchdog, I'm glad. But always check in at consumerwatchdog.org because there's always new material, new issues. There's always new fights on the consumer front. Jamie, it's always great to have you back on the North Norman Goldman Show, thank you. Oh, my pleasure, Norm. Always wonderful to be here with you. Well, Jamie, you and I have been talking about consumer protection issues for a long, long time. And one of those consumer protection issues that has been recurring has been our friends at Google. And I use the word friends, of course, in the air quotes. But at Google, we have discussed so many different aspects of their business practices from you and others at Consumer Watchdog following them around on Capitol Hill years ago to illustrate graphically about their following people around on the Internet. We've discussed so many aspects of their business practices, and now we have to revisit it because the European Union, not us, but over in Europe, the European Union has just imposed a $5 billion fine on Google for anti-competitive business practices for harming its competitors. I know exactly what they're talking about because I see it on my cell phone. But Jamie, you know this stuff better than me. So why is the European Union really mad at Google and to the point of charge uh, of fining them five billion dollars, which Google says they're going to appeal through the process there. But Jamie, what's this all about? Well, look, this this is comes on top of an earlier fine that the EU had levied against Google for something we've been complaining about for a long time, which is steering people in its search process towards search, steering the results towards Google-affiliated entities and its own services. And that uh, was a two-point-something billion dollar fine. This is a five billion dollar fine for using its Android operating system on, you know, on handsets of phones and bundling, pre-installing its Google apps on those devices, which, you know, give Google products a lot more reach and a lot more users for its ad uh, clicks. This is a lot like what the U.S. went after Microsoft and Netscape for, if you recall, a couple of decades ago uh, when they were bundling the Internet Explorer browser with Microsoft products. And yet the U.S. has been completely hands-off. So on an Android phone, which is Google makes it, it comes with Search, Maps, Gmail, YouTube, Chrome browser, Google Play app, Media Store, all the Google suite of products. And then when people use it, Google makes money because you click on Google's apps and, and the people who advertise there pay Google to have that access. So the EU said, no, 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 you can't do that. And in fact, uh, you know, Google says, look, this is how we do business. And um, I, I think this is a real interesting and important struggle because the mobile and cell phone market is the way to deliver content. And Google, through its Android operating system, uh, whether you buy a Google service or not, really has tremendous control over what you see and do and what products you use and where you go and how you go there and which stores you, you know, you uh, know about. And so manufacturers usually, you know, if you have an Apple iPhone or an iPad, yeah, it comes with Apple products, but, you know, you're buying an Apple product. When you get an Android phone, you're not really buying a Google product. I mean, you're buying a Samsung uh, phone. You know, you're buying another product and you're, Selling, signing up for cell service, really, with another company as well. 
So I think this push really says an awful lot about uh, how big Google has become. I mean, they've cornered the market in search to get 98% of the search market. They, you know, are the most dominant video with YouTube, the video um, uh, content provider and distribution channel in the world. Android, its cell phone, um, you know, handset operation, you know, is like a, you know, a huge, huge operation now. It's grown uh, almost doubled to $111 billion in the past revenue cycle from a couple of years ago. And so the dominance lets it reach, you know, like 1.5 billion uh, Android uh, handsets. And if people who buy those are only seeing Google products, that is classic antitrust behavior. And the fact that the U.S. has ignored it, frankly, is a disgrace. And it contributes to how we are a nation where big companies buy immunity from prosecution in Washington. And I don't say that lightly. There was a, a very viable antitrust case against Google during the Obama administration. The Federal Trade Commission staff had recommended it. It was based on the first part of the EU uh, antitrust case filed earlier in the summer, the fact that Google was steering folks through its search to its products. Uh, we had that all on the record from the Federal Trade Commission staff in America. It went up to the Federal Trade Commission political appointees, the commissioners, appointed by Obama, who was very friendly with Google. He dropped the case. They dropped the case. We don't know if he had any interference in it, but it, claimed, it was clearly a political appointee play, however that went down. And EU was left to pick up the pieces and bring the case uh, a few years later. That's where we are now. Wow. Jamie, I got to tell you, I have such a personal connection to this story, and I don't feel good about it because I have a Samsung Android phone, which, of course, has all the Google products on it. And you're right. When I got the phone, it came totally embedded. Everything Google is woven into the thing. So for me, it's virtually impossible to try and use non-Google products. I can do it, but the path of least resistance for an ordinary consumer like me is to say, well, I'm familiar with Google. I got it synced to my email. I mean, it's just so much easier to use. It's already there. It's all integrated. And isn't that exactly how they ensnare us? Yeah, exactly. You buy something and you think it's free, the stuff that comes on it, but it ain't free. You know, it comes with a cost. And this is exactly, you know, the type of antitrust prosecutions the U.S. was doing a couple of decades ago to make sure that consumers had some choices when a company has so much dominance in a market. But apparently, uh, America doesn't care anymore. Uh, it's it's up to the EU to, to, to fix this. Well, Jamie, to that point, I mean, you're raising a fascinating point. So let's come back to that. But if you're just joining us, please get to know our friend Jamie Court, C-O-U-R-T, like going to court and Consumer Watchdog goes to court. But they do a whole lot more than going to court for consumers. But check out Jamie Court and all of his great colleagues at ConsumerWatchdog.org. And if you do know Jamie Court, always check in at ConsumerWatchdog.org like I do at least once a week to see what's going on there because they are the consumer's best friend. And in this era of non-federal government help, boy, do we need Consumer Watchdog more than ever. And Jamie, let's talk about remedy here because you brought up antitrust and I'm really glad you have a couple of times now. And of course, you're right. The United States government, even under Obama, the antitrust enforcement wasn't all that vigorous. Under the current administration, it's non-existent other than to enforce his personal vendettas like against CNN. Uh, but it really, Jamie, it looks to me 
like the uh, European Union is by default the only regulator left to try and rein in some of these out of control giant corporations and their uh, their really really you know, over the top business practices. Jamie, am I just uh, am I seeing it? You know, just because I'm not a fan of Donald Trump, or is it basically like the EU is effectively our regulator too? Because we don't do it. We don't do it, and they're not our regulator because this decision, if they get the Android phones to be uh, unbundling the uh, the Google-related products, will not apply in America. No more than when the EU established a, a very important right to be forgotten, which is if you have defamatory or wrong information on, on a Google search, you can get petitions in Europe to have Google take it down, the right to be forgotten, or if it's arcane information that somehow is damaging to you. We don't have that right in America. The privacy uh, rights that have been extended to European Union citizens don't apply in America. Uh, so Google has one set of policies in the EU and one set of policies in America, and we are not going to ride on their coattails, unfortunately. We're going to have to do this prosecution ourselves. All right, Jamie, to that point, then, what are the prospects for getting the United States to do anything about it? I mean, the federal government under under Trump isn't going to do anything. Can the states do something? Uh, do we have to wait for Democratic Congress and, and the Democratic Congress with spine? I mean, are there Republicans? I mean, Consumer Watchdog's nonpartisan, bipartisan. Uh, I mean, are, are there pro-consumer people out there anywhere that are going to take up the cause? Well, look, I think that uh, the current uh, FTC chair, a Trump appointee, is not uh, going to take this on. He is very free market, pro-free market, pro-Google. Meaning free uh, of so rules. That, when they say free market, they mean free of rules. They mean the market is free to do whatever it wants, even if it's going to abuse and dominate uh, consumers. Absolutely. Uh, and drive out competition. And that's Absolutely. That, the, the, the invisible hand uh, of the market uh, rules, even if it's a hand up someone's skirt. They don't Absolutely. Care. You know, just, uh, uh, that's, that's the free market. More like the hand in the wallet, I Absolutely. think. That's more like it. Well, in Washington, uh, hand in, Yeah, that's true. It's hands everywhere, I guess. So, But, but definitely but hands that, in the pocket. I would say that the recent you know, Facebook scandal has gotten some people in Congress on both sides of the aisle to question uh, how big these companies have grown and their reach. And, and because Google and Facebook actually have been more aligned with the Democrats and the Republicans, I guess there is a chance that if we get some sanity back after the midterm election in Washington, then we may be able to take on some of these issues uh, in the legislative process and I guess ultimately in the regulatory process when new appointees are appointed at some point. But uh, I, do, I don't think there's much hope right now uh, under the executive branch to get any action. Uh, I do think there is the possibility that Congress is pretty fed up with the Facebooks and the Googles, uh, and more so than the AT&Ts and the telecoms who they're allied with. The telecommunications companies would really like to beat up on the Googles and the Facebooks, frankly, uh, which is one of the reasons net neutrality passed under the Democrats because it applied to the telecoms, uh, and it also had privacy protections that applied to the telecoms, but not to the Facebooks and the Googles. So to the degree that the telecoms see an opportunity and get their Republican friends in Congress to beat up on the Googles and the Facebooks on antitrust grounds, there may be an opportunity in uh, the legislative process to set some new limits. I don't think that's going to happen, but it's possible. I heard in this last Facebook hearing some very poignant questions of Mr. Zuckerberg about how 
uh, his his platform was not a monopoly. Uh, how is it possible? And I think I think people are becoming aware in, in Washington that these companies are out of control uh, politically. You know, they're equal opportunity givers. They do give to both sides of the aisle, but they do tend to have more of a reputation among the Democrats and alliances among the Democrats, and that maybe makes them more vulnerable under a Republican administration or Republican Congress. I haven't seen anything to suggest there is more openness though on those points right now at the regulatory level well jamie politics makes for strange bedfellows that's a very old expression and my favorite example is watching dennis kucinich and sent and congressman ron paul work on issues together absolutely and that's a some strange bedfellows dennis kucinich and ron paul were able to find common ground on various economic issues well, remember we just passed a legislative uh a piece of legislation opening up new uh, civil liability for Google and Facebook and online companies when they aid and abet, you know, online sex trafficking, um, underage sex trafficking, which was a bipartisan effort signed by the president, but it actually lets families sue for websites. It's the first kink in a federal shield that's protected companies from hosting third-party content. And I think there's going to be other opportunities to to, to hold them accountable for third-party content. That's only possible not only because of the, the poignant testimony of the victims, but because, you know, you have guys like Senator um, McCain uh, and Senator Portman, who's usually not on the same side of the issues of corporate power, who really saw, look, these companies, the power of these companies has gone too far. They're huge companies. The Internet's not a fledgling business that needs to protect it from liability. But these guys don't really usually like lawsuits against any kind of company. The fact they allowed for lawsuits against online companies is really really interesting and, and it shows that you know there is a bipartisan spirit because the democrats are on board with this too when things go too far and if anything has gone too far with the silicon valley it's their size it's their power it's their dominance well jamie that's senator rob portman a republican of ohio so that is kind of surprising but i have always said if we can go issue by issue we can find coalitions if we just take it issue by issue we can find coalitions and sometimes surprising coalitions with republicans and democrats coming together they may not agree on lots of issues but maybe an issue here and there of significance like you just outlined and jamie unfortunately i've got to leave it there i could talk to you about this stuff all day but the clock won't let us so if you don't know our friend jamie Corden, even if you do check into consumerwatchdog.org and you'll see our friend Jamie Cool. You see what he looks like, right? You listen on the radio. You see what he looks like and see all of his other great colleagues there. They're doing our work for us. Let's support them at consumerwatchdog.org. Jamie Court, thanks as always for being part of the team on the Norman Goldman Show. Thanks, Norman. As they say, I have a face for radio. Maybe I should stay on it. And, and, but Absolutely. Hey, that, that, makes, that makes two of us. Absolutely. And maybe even Bernie. Absolutely. Thanks, Jamie. Thank you, man.